Clan Cameron. Clan Macintosh. Clan McGillivray. Clan McPherson. Clan Stuart of Appen. Clan Farquharson. Clan Macdonald of Keppock. Clan Macdonald of Clan Ranald. Clan Macdonald of Glengarry. Clan Fraser of Lovett. These are not just names. They are echoes of the ancient Highland clans that once stood side by side, a formidable force rallying behind the young pretender, Prince Charles Edward Stuart, more famously known as Bonnie Prince Charlie. These are the men who stood shoulder to shoulder on Dromossi Moor as dawn breaks on the morning of the 16th of April, 1746. Within a mere hour, 1,300 souls would lie fallen, their fate sealed by the relentless onslaught of the Duke of Cumberland's government redcoats. This, forever etched in history as the Battle of Culloden, was a sombre episode of valour and tragedy, where the moor bore witness to a clash of destinies that would change Scotland, Britain and perhaps the world forevermore. The Battle of Culloden was the culmination of a military campaign led by Bonnie Prince Charlie, marking the zenith of the Jacobite uprising of 1745. Fueled by a desire to reclaim the British throne from the exiled Stuart monarchy, the Jacobites, led by Charlie, embarked on a campaign that saw them march as far south as Derby, an advance that struck fear into the hearts of the men fighting for the Hanoverian government troops, perhaps better known as the Redcoats. The Jacobite cause, rooted in historical allegiance and a long-running return to Stuart rule, gained momentum as they garnered support from Highland clans and sympathetic Lowland Scots. The march into England, though bold, eventually faced setbacks, forcing a strategic retreat to the Highlands. The turning point came on the windswept moor of Culloden, where the Highlanders faced the disciplined and better equipped government forces, led by the Duke of Cumberland. As the first rays of dawn painted Dromossi Moor, the air crackled with anticipation. That morning, a stark contrast unfolded as the Highland clans, echoing the ancient spirit of their forebears, stood resolute against the formidable line of government redcoats. The silent tension in the air was palpable, a prelude to the thunderous clash that would soon ensue. As the light breached the horizon, the silence was shattered by the sound of the pibroch, an ancient style of pipe music used when signalling the commencement of battle. At this, the Highlanders, clad in their distinctive tartan, bellowed their clan slogans, battle cries to rally the men before the attack. The MacLeods roared, Bas no beha, meaning death or life. The Frasers, Je suis prest, I am ready. A symphony of bagpipes and rhythmic pounding of drums resonated, punctuating the eerie silence preceding the storm. Then the famous Highland Charge began. Hundreds of Jacobite soldiers, a sea of kilts and steel, surged towards the government lines. The charge, so feared and effective during the earlier victory at the Battle of Preston Pans, was slowed by the uneven and boggy ground of the moor. The Redcoats, Disciplined and determined, awaited the impending clash with stoic resolve. The moor, an ancient, peaceful landscape, was now poised to become the theatre of a brutal, bloody massacre. 
The opening salvo erupted as the Jacobites charged forward, screaming at the redcoats. The clash was ferocious, marked by the clash of blades, the staccato of musket fire and the thunderous echoes of cannon fire. In the chaos, lives were lost, destinies were sealed and the moor bore witness to the tragic unravelling of a rebellion. In just under an hour, almost 1,300 Jacobites met their fateful end on the moor of Culloden. The echoes of the bagpipes and the haunting cries of battle were replaced by an eerie silence that signalled not only the tragic loss of lives, but also the death knell of an ancient clan system. The defeat at Culloden marked a profound turning point, ushering in a new era for Scottish history, where the remnants of the once potent clan system faded into the annals of time, forever changed by the merciless winds that swept across that desolate moor. Yet, as the night falls over Culloden, whispers persist of spectral echoes, the lingering souls of Highlanders who met their fate on that haunting battlefield, the presence still felt in the cool breeze that rustles the heather and the shadows that dance beneath the moonlit sky. In the gloom of Culloden's desolate moor, a haunting figure emerges each year on the anniversary of that fateful battle. On a misty evening, years after the tumultuous conflict had subsided, a local man found himself crossing the moor. The wild night enveloped him, rain relentlessly beating down, and visibility reduced to a mere whisper. Yet, amidst the obscurity, his attention was captured by a subtle movement in the distance. Through the veil of rain and mist, he discerned the silhouette of a man, tall and slender, clad in clothing long since forbidden. Despite the challenging conditions, the observer could make out enough detail to recognise that what he was seeing was a Jacobite soldier. Curious and concerned for the man's welfare, he cautiously made his way towards the figure, its footsteps muffled by the relentless patter of rain on the moor. As he drew closer, the haunting words, defeated, defeated, echoed through the damp air. It was then that the worried man noticed the soldier's sallow face and realised with a shiver that he was in the presence of a ghost, an apparition trapped in the perpetual lament of battle lost many years before. In a moment of sheer terror, he turned and fled, his heart pounding in his chest. The wet moorland grass beneath his feet became treacherous, causing him to slip and fall as he desperately tried to distance himself from the apparition. Gasping for breath, the man retraced his steps, each footfall quickened by a mixture of fear and disbelief. As he reached the edge of the moor, he cast a final glance back, half expecting the ghostly figure to pursue him through the mist, but the Jacobite had vanished. With his heart still racing, he stumbled into the safety of his home, drenched and dishevelled. Unable to contain the weight of the encounter, he shared the chilling tale with friends and family, their faces reflecting a mix of scepticism and concern. The local community, though accustomed to tales of the supernatural, couldn't help but feel a collective shiver at the tragic thought of a fallen Jacobite 
unable to find peace and death, condemned to wander the moor for all eternity. This witness isn't the only person to have seen the haunting figure of the soldier on the moor. Many more witnesses speak of seeing the spirit of a heartbroken, solitary Jacobite soldier, tall and sallow-faced, aimlessly wandering. As with our first witness, those who have encountered his spirit and have been close enough report hearing him repeatedly whispering, defeated, defeated, over and over, as if unable to comprehend the fate that befell him and his brothers in arms. Visitors have been coming to Culloden for many decades, drawn to its historical importance. The battle marked a turning point in Scottish history and the moor has since become a place of remembrance and reflection. People interested in Jacobean history, history enthusiasts and tourists alike make pilgrimages to Culloden to pay their respects, explore the battlefield and gain a deeper understanding of the events that unfolded on that historic day. In the mid-1930s, a visitor from the United States travelled to Inverness to learn more about her family's ties to Scotland. While here, she decided to visit Culloden and learn more about the events of that day. During this period, interest in Culloden wasn't at the levels it is now, and visitor numbers were far fewer than present day, so she essentially had the battlefield to herself. As she explored deeper into the site, drawn to the solemnity of the grave mounds that bore witness to the countless clans that fought on that historic battleground, she couldn't help but feel a connection to the past. Her gaze fixated on one mound, its associated clan lost her memory, yet an unsettling feeling lingered in the air. This particular mound stood out, covered by a piece of tartan that piqued her curiosity. Approaching with a mix of trepidation and interest, she unveiled the concealed mound, only to be met with a sight that sent shockwaves through her very being. Beneath the tartan lay the apparition of a young Jacobite soldier, his pleading eyes locking onto hers. Mortally wounded, bleeding heavily, he seemed to gasp for breath, the spectral echo of a past struggle frozen in time. Overwhelmed by this encounter, she recoiled and in a moment of sheer shock stumbled backwards, fleeing the scene. Her hurried footsteps echoed through the silence of the moor as she sought safety in the familiarity of her lodgings in Inverness, the encounter etching a profound mark on her soul. Local tales speak of haunting echoes that traverse the moor when the veils between worlds are thin. Those who ventured onto Claude Moor on certain nights speak of ghostly sounds that carry the weight of history, a symphony of distant cries and phantom bagpipes echoing the battle that once unfolded on these desolate grounds. In the moonlit expanse of Claude Moor, witnesses report an uncanny auditory experience. The haunting sounds of battle seem to materialise, carried by winds that sweep across the moor. On these nights, the very air becomes a conduit for the echoes of an historic struggle, as if the spirits of Culloden's haunting past are still engaged in their spectral skirmish. The echoes of the battle may extend far beyond the mere geography of Culloden's fields. They reach into the very heart of Culloden House, 
a silent witness to the tragedy that unfolded. In the lead-up to the brutal clash, the Grand Estate served as an improvised command centre for Charlie and his Jacobite forces. Some accounts even suggest its halls transformed into a makeshift field hospital and morgue, bearing the burden of the wounded and the fallen from both sides. The very walls of Culloden House bore witness to the unfolding events, carrying the weight of decisions made and lives extinguished. Could it be that the spirits of Culloden's past still walk its corridors and rooms? One of our viewers, Alex, a local to the area, contacted me recently with a very unusual story that may support this theory. Alex told me of a time a friend of his family, Jimmy, worked as a tradesman on some renovations being carried out within the historic walls. His job for that day was to fix some of the lights in the ballroom. The building had been neglected for a while and was in much need of modernisation. As he stood at the top of his ladder, he saw movement out the corner of his eye. Turning round for a better view and fully expecting to see his foreman, he nearly fell off his ladder when he saw not the foreman, but the figure of a Highlander wistfully walking across the ballroom floor. Describing this apparition as wearing a kilt, period clothing and soaked through, as if he'd just climbed out of a river, he watched open-mouthed as the man continued his mournful stride across the floor and through a wall on the other side of the room. Up until that moment, he'd been convinced this was a real person. Jimmy stated he was as solid as you or I. Terrified, he jumped down the ladder and left the room, waiting for his foreman to return. And when he did, he told him what he'd witnessed and swore never to work alone in the house again. Was the spirit witnessed by Jimmy a replay of a Jacobite soldier after the events of Culloden, caught in the very moment of realisation that their cause, everything they had fought and died for, was now lost? Or was it the ghost of someone who fell on the battlefield that day, trying to make his way home to his family? One report from the fighting mentioned the morning of the battle was a cold and wet day. Could this explain why the figure appeared to be so sodden? As the winds whisper across the desolate expanse of Culloden, the echoes of a tragic history linger in the air. The shadowy presence of fallen Highlanders manifests in the moonlit shadows and the sighing heather, creating an unseen but palpable connection to the past. On certain nights, the air itself seems to carry the weight of human anguish, a haunting symphony of distant cries and ghostly bagpipes, a testament to the profound tragedy etched into the very fabric of the moor. The spirits of Culloden, forever bound to their untimely fate, continue to roam the battlefield, their silent whispers resonating through the veil between the living and the departed. This haunting legacy serves as a poignant reminder of the human cost of that fateful day, where lives were lost, destinies were altered, and a profound chapter in Scottish history unfolded amidst the howling winds of Culloden Moor.